All right, Matt. Well, thanks a lot for taking some time to talk to us today about Quibids, which I think is having some remarkable success in only a short couple of years here. I've been seeing commercials on TV in just the last month or so. So I know you guys are doing something right. And yeah, we're just glad to have you on for uh, about 15 minutes here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And so just to start it off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? What were you doing um, before Quibids and how did you get into it? You know, what, what school did you go to? Did you have a corporate job beforehand? What, what are you all about? Yeah, actually, I have kind of an interesting background. Uh, I graduated with a degree in finance and uh, out of college, actually, got a job doing graphic design. I kind of did uh, web development growing up uh, and web design throughout high school. And so I got a job to do that and I took it and I kind of worked within this custom web development company and... I uh, kind of got promoted up through it, and um, after I did that for a while, I actually broke off and started my own custom web development company with uh, a couple of workers, and actually from there, I went on to start my own internet marketing company, So, and, and then finally Quibic. So what you see is I kind of progressed through a lot of different fields, uh, which eventually led to Quibits, which was really nice because uh, everything kind of tied in together. I got the uh, web development experience that I needed. I had the finance background, so it uh, really helps in the numbers, especially with a website like Quibbits. And, uh, and it's, it's just great to have that kind of blended background when you start a company like Quibbits. Now, why, just going back to, like you mentioned, starting a couple other companies there, what, um, why did you end up leaving those? I mean, what, you know, that maybe those were going well, or I mean, I don't know, maybe they weren't going well, but it seems a lot of people when they start One Direction don't just, up and leave something they started to go after another venture? Yeah, there are different reasons for each. Uh, I had left uh, the first company I worked for where I was an employee of. Uh, I left for reasons um, of just not really kind of agreeing with the long-term vision of the company, and, and some of the former employees kind of were in the same boat. So we, we thought we could go out there and start our own company and, and do just as well and kind of have our vision. Uh, and execute on that and so that's kind of where I left that and then the second one where it was actually one of the companies I have co-founded that I have left it it was kind of a combination between uh, we kind of hit kind of the recession times uh, a lot of custom web development these were very uh, web application uh, intense um, projects and uh, the demand for that kind of definitely dropped off uh, for a while and I saw another opportunity at that time uh, and internet marketing, and really, uh, when you're in a startup, you got to make sure you're committed. And with that particular one, that the first one I had had done, uh, I kind of got put in a role that really wasn't what I wanted to be. It kind of morphed into this project management role and, and business analyst role and stuff that I wasn't really long-term wanting to do. But when you're wearing multiple hats as a CEO or as a co-founder, it can sometimes happen. Um, and I was really fascinated with internet marketing, and that's really a big role I play in Quibbit today is with internet marketing and driving our company's uh, marketing and sales. Nice. And so where did the idea for Quibbits come from? I mean, was there an aha moment for it, or did you just get bored with the marketing options out or the, the uh, marketplaces out there and try to, to change it up a little bit? Yeah, well, I have to – I can't – credit for the, the, con- the base concept of the penny auctions because 
Uh, it was actually invented by a company called Swooper that was based out of Germany that uh, came to the U.S. back in late 2008. Uh, I discovered it kind of in mid-2009 when one of my friends, who's also my co-founder now, Sean Tilford, had given me uh, this concept. He said, you got to check out this website called Swoopo, and I, I checked it out. And he, his background is also in web development. He's, he's a programmer, and so uh, literally within five minutes uh, of being linked to it and checking it out, I was like, we got to build our own. And uh, he's like, at first he's like, well, I mean, I know we could code it. I was like, well, I can, I can market it, code it. And uh, we kind of just went from there. And, and literally within five minutes, it was the quickest business decision I've ever made in my life. Uh, I was like, we're going to start one of these. And, and, and we came up with the name Quibit. Wow, no, that's, that's great. And also, I wanted to learn a little bit about the model behind it. Because when I first saw the site, I thought it was similar to, you know, similar to an eBay where there were people selling something and then you were, you know, bidding on to buy something. But it looks like you guys actually go out and have the suppliers and get the products. Um, could you just explain a little bit more about how it works and how the company's, what the company's model is? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a different take on online auctions. And we call, we call it a pay-to-participate auction model because on our site, you have to purchase the right to bid. And every bid that you purchase is 60 cents. So a user will come onto our site and they'll have to buy bids to participate in auction. Now, a lot of people would say, why would I ever want to pay for bids? I can go bid for free on eBay. Well, the main reason you would want to pay for bids on a site like QuickBids is because you can win brand new electronics, home and garden, you name it. We sell a wide range of goods uh, and all brand new. You can win it for 90 to uh, even 95, 100% off if you're really lucky. Uh, and and that's really our value proposition is that whereas eBay you may bid on an item and say in my experience at least 15 to 25 percent off retail at most on Quibbits, uh, everyone that wins is usually saving anywhere from 60 to 90 percent off. That's really great. I mean, I, I noticed that just browsing the site for a few minutes. Um, it looked like you saved a lot of money, but there also is obviously a fun entertaining aspect. I mean, I got caught up just watching some of these bids happen. Um, could you talk about entertainment shopping, which is, I guess, an industry that sort of that you have sort of broken into or maybe even started yourself? Uh, you know, what is the fun side of this and how does that play into the brand of the company and the success of what you're doing? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, like I said, we can't claim that the, what I call the, uh, the original model, which is often referred to as the penny auction model, uh, but we definitely have kind of uh, developed and expanded upon the concept of, of the penny auction and, and kind of are taking this high-risk, high-reward type model and then saying, how can we add entertainment to it? And so that's where the entertainment shopping comes in, is not only uh, is, the, is the model inherently a little bit exciting when you're getting in an auction and you're close to winning a MacBook for, say, $15. There's a lot of excitement and uh, natural fun in that, but we started adding things called uh, achievements to our website, and we're, we're adding games to our website, which tie into our auctions. Uh, and really, all of this kind of develops what we're what we think of as entertainment shopping. Uh, we have a lot of plans to continue to develop 
the Clippers website as long as, uh, as well as other properties out that really um, kind of create uh, this new space and this new niche called entertainment shopping. Uh, when you look at you know kind of the internet today, I think we're starting to get to these hybrid models. You now you don't just have gaming now; you have social plus gaming to get social gaming, uh, and you don't just have shopping; you have entertainment with shopping to get entertainment shopping. And so I think that's kind of where the web's headed: is these hybrid models that are really kind of a unique way to shop, and, and we're definitely at the forefront of that on the entertainment shopping uh, realm. So, and, and again, Quibbits has grown pretty quickly in just a couple years from launch, but I mean, no startup doesn't have its set of challenges and problems that it faces. Could you maybe name a few of the walls that you've run into over the couple of years of getting it to where it is today? Yeah, I mean, there's been definitely quite a few challenges. Uh, with this particular model, it's not, uh, it hasn't been uncommon in in the past to deal with a few unscrupulous companies that don't really have an intention of, of treating the customers well, uh, where they're not shipping items timely or sometimes at all to auction winners. Uh, they use uh, shill bidders, and uh, we deal, dealt with that early on. That was probably our biggest issue we dealt with early on is kind of companies like that that were hurting our space. Uh, yeah, after that, which a lot of that got taken care of um, from from regulation, but um, even after that, we have a lot of other kind of growing pains that any startup would experience. We're an internet uh, e-commerce business, and the site technology to a site where you have, when you hit our homepage and you see 60 auctions ending at once, and every second we're updating all that information for each auction. Uh, who's the last bidder, how much time is left. And, and when you get to auctions that are this critical as far as its time sensitivity and when someone places that bid and it needing to uh, register uh, you know, in time, uh, it creates a huge technological challenge from uh, a server architecture and setup. So we, we've dealt with that um, and being able to scale operations to even be able to run uh, 60 auctions simultaneously. Uh, and of course, we faced many other challenges along the way, but those are just a couple I can think of that have been some big challenges for us. No, definitely. And I also want to touch on your expertise, I guess we could call it a little bit, with internet marketing because obviously, you know, getting online and every young kid out there is pretty much trying to think of the next big website, big idea. But just in general, what are some of the methods that you used or like to use to get the word out about? Um, any website that you've been involved in or any company online that you've been involved in, I guess if we can help some people out with some online marketing tips here too. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, my background's in internet marketing, so uh, mostly specifically direct response to internet marketing. Our goal is to, when we market, to get a customer to come to our site and purchase bids, so that's kind of a direct response. We want to see that action happen uh, when we send people our website and as far as tips you know that's in driving traffic and getting the word out uh, definitely when you when you're looking to start a business you have to you kind of have to examine what type of business is it is it a business that we can grow organically uh, and just uh, rely on word of mouth because you take sites like tumblr out there uh, which is a blogging site which is naturally inherently going to grow organically and virally 
uh, given that you're sharing posts with friends and then they can use the service for free. Um, on a site like ours, it costs money to participate, and it is a cool concept. So we definitely do get uh, natural word of mouth, but I never like to rely on word of mouth when I think about a business. I like to think of can I take that out of the equation to where it's just fingers crossed, hope hope people like it and it naturally grows on its own. And that's where kind of direct response to internet marketing plays a huge role. Uh, you know, as far as tips and tricks, I would say uh, you're really doing your research and understanding how um, how to buy media on the internet is, is probably the biggest thing you can do. Uh, learning which ad networks are good for direct response. Uh, we use a lot of the majors like Google and Yahoo and Advertising.com. Uh, understanding um, just all the basics to that and really taking time to study. Um, study. It's, it's hard to describe, I guess, the answer to this question because I spent two years learning internet marketing and actually I can't, I can't say there's better advice than getting out there and doing it because that's, that's how you learn. Right. No, I think that is great advice is some people think, you know, they want that tip that's going to get them there tomorrow. But in reality, you're probably going to try 100 things over the course of a couple years and you're going to slowly figure out what is the best and what is getting you the best results. But nothing, there's no overnight magic tip to just making it all happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we do a lot of things. Uh, I'd say when you're marketing, uh, the one tip I could give that I don't think I'll actually that a lot of people I don't think catch on to is um, you can influence consumers and their choices heavily, um, whether it's on the internet, it's a TV advertisement, it's a print advertisement, um, you can really control uh, the likeliness for them to use your site just by how you pitch it to them. Uh, and I don't think people realize how optimization and split testing and testing a thousand different creatives and how that really plays into making uh, a company that's really strong at internet marketing uh, successful. I don't think a lot of people get how every little thing you do affects um, the customer and their willingness to participate on your site. Uh, so that's the one thing I would say is the biggest thing is every, never underestimate how every little detail and every little thing matters. When, when someone hits your website, are you sending them to your homepage? Are you sending them to kind of a page that's dedicated to just teaching them about the site um, that's more streamlined process to registration? Those kind of things really add up in the end and you got to pay attention to all the little details. No, that's again some great advice here, and I want to I want to wrap this up. And it's sometimes our toughest question, but we'll see what you have. If you could leave us with one piece of advice for the young entrepreneurs out there or the aspiring young entrepreneurs coming up, what would it be that they can take home today? Well, I, I think the biggest uh, advice I can give is be patient with deciding on, on a, a business that you want to start and pursue, and make sure. Uh, that you have a really thorough business plan and that you have a lot of passion for what you're about to do. Uh, just because something's a good idea doesn't mean you're going to be passionate about it. And when you become uh, a, a CEO or an entrepreneur, uh, the question I think any entrepreneur should ask themselves is, if this business uh, is doing horrible a year from now, I launch it and it's doing horrible, am I going to still be passionate about doing it day in, day out, working long hours, because that's that's really what an entrepreneur does, and a lot of the times things don't go exactly as planned, but if you can answer that question and say, even if this thing was failing, 
I'm still going to be 100% dedicated to it because I'm just passionate about it, then that's a business that an entrepreneur should pursue and, and one that I think they have a good chance of being successful with. All right, Matt. Well, thanks a lot for taking some time to talk to us today. Yeah, Jared. Thanks for having me.